You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi everyone, welcome to session six of Literally. I'm so happy that you're joining us again. Just say this every time, but cannot be more thankful to all of you for being on this journey with us, for being part of Monica's journey, and for all of the encouragement you're giving her. So I'm so excited for you to dive in today and to really see that ultimately things can shift so fast. I feel like that's really what this episode is about. So let's dive in and show you that that's true. It feels like it's been forever. I know, right? It's like... uh, Sometimes those off weeks can feel like like they stretch out for so long. But um, I know we, we've we talked in base camp, but give me like a little update. What's going on? Okay. So the last week, like I guess I focused a lot on my mindset. So I, I kind of took a step back, like figured out like where are my thoughts, where are my beliefs, like where am I going and like worked at redirecting that. And so I was in a really good spot. Like all last week felt really good. Um, and then it was like the weekend. And I think that's when I messaged you. I'm like, I need to do a challenge. I need to, you know, book random calls. And so what had happened, I guess, over the weekend where I was like, I focused a lot on myself and like getting my mindset ready. But I, I felt like I wasn't showing up enough online. And then so that's when it's like, oh, I don't have calls. Oh, shoot, I'm not, you know, so it was, it was funny to be like, oh, I'm in a great place. And then be like, oh man, what's going on? But I I really do feel really good um, with where I'm at. Well, I think it's like, it's just so good to to notice what we do to ourselves. And I think that that was the perfect example of it because it's it's almost like you notice that you did it to yourself on a really big scale. Like when I'm not just picking something and prioritizing it, I'm always wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then it can happen on a little scale. Like I intentionally decided like I need a little bit of a mindset reset. I'm going to give myself the time and space to do that. Then I do it and I feel good. And then I immediately am like, but you know what else I didn't fucking do this week, right? (laughs) Exactly. And then it was like, okay, you know, I had to really be like, well, am I happy with what I did? And it was like, yeah, like I feel Mm -hmm. a million times better, which I know is going to, you know, get me the results. Now it's just, you know, let's add something in. And so that's where it was like within a matter of like 24 hours, I had like five calls booked. It felt like it was that fast. And it was like, okay, you know, I can't panic. I just have to like, focus on what I'm doing, like admit that it's, you know, it's feeling good. It's what needs to be done. And then stop worrying that I'm not doing everything at once. Well, I think it's also such a testament to like, this is why mindset and priorities matter because I got my mindset in a really good place. I was feeling really good. And so then when I implemented my strategy, it happened like that right? Like I got five calls in like 24 hours because I wasn't telling myself this story of like, it's so hard. It's so awful. I'm so bad at that. Whatever shit comes up. Right. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And so I think that sometimes we just have to keep finding that evidence in our business that when I do take the time to feel good first and to, to work on my mindset, the strategy piece is easy. And, and frankly, implementing it is really easy. Right. Yeah, exactly. When I'm not 
being intentional and careful is maybe a word I would use, intentional and careful about my thoughts. Forget it. Everything's hard. I can't get calls and I don't know what I'm doing and my priorities are all over the place and, and, and. Like, it's just so interesting to watch how things can play out. Does that feel true? Oh, 100% true. Beautiful. So, like, frame it for me. Like, what's your takeaway here? Like, what are you going to take from this for the future? Well, I think it goes back to our last call and I, you, you made me kind of like pull out of my own, like where I was feeling. And it was like, I'm putting personally like myself last, like my health, you know, which all is going to come back around to mindset. And so just realizing that and making it one of my top three focuses is like, what do I need to do to like, feel my best self? Well, I need to like eat healthy and, and work out. And so it was realizing that. And then like the mind mindset piece fits in all with that. So it can't all be business. And like, I just throw myself to the side. Like it's really making it it the full circle of business family myself and, you know, putting in the work, but that's also the mindset work. So for me to realize that, and then just be able to be like every day, what am I doing? What are like my three top things that I want to work on? And then that's it. Like not stressing out about the million other things I could be doing, but just focusing on what feels good. What do I need to get done? in every one of those three aspects. For sure. I love that. I think um, two things come up for me there. One is it totally is just this way of like deciding where I'm going to put my attention. I can either put my attention on what I can get done and celebrate that and be intentional about that. Or I can spend all my time thinking about what I can't because as an entrepreneur, there are endless things you're not getting done. Yeah. It's just that one moves you forward and one doesn't, right? So something that I loved about the beginning of this episode was how Monica was so clear that she really got focused on her mindset. I know that if you follow me in any way, shape, or form, you hear me talk about mindset all the time and that it's such a difference maker. And it was so beautiful to see her give herself the space and permission to focus on that here. I think that so often especially at the start of a business, we want to hustle so hard. And I'm I'm certainly for putting in the work and the effort and the energy, but I think that really the mindset often gets overlooked. But what you can see here is that Monica gave herself the space. She really focused on how she was thinking about things, how she was getting in her own way, what new stories she wanted to create to get out of her own way. And then the calls came so quickly. You really can't deny that connection, that she was definitely in her own way, fully focused on mindset, and then the results showed up. So if you're listening, I hope this is the permission you need to make time for that and not just for the hustle, because that will be the thing that makes the results come so much faster and so much easier. (laughs) Well, right. And it comes back to, and you called me out on this again, like I think it was one of our first calls, was that like, I just make it so much harder for myself. And so when something's feeling easy, I'm like, I got to add 10 things because it can't be this easy where it's like, okay, I can add 10 things, but like, what's the one thing that's going to get me the result? If I want a client, I need to get them on the phone and, you know, revamping my website or making new, you know, graphics isn't going to get there. So just always reminding myself of that has really helped. Good, good. I love that. Another um, thing here, and I, Sometimes like analogies just help our brains so much. So I'm just going to use this example, but I want you to think about this moving forward. But it's like, let's just pretend for a minute that, because you've had a lot of businesses, right? Let's pretend for a minute that you own a trucking company, right? So what's your most valuable asset in your business? The truck. 
the trucks, right? Mm -hmm. And so if the truck needs an oil change or the tires need rotated or, you know, it needs cleaned, what Mm -hmm. are you going to do? You're going to take it it off the road. Yeah. Get it done. Right. You're like, this is my most valuable asset. Like the oil needs to be changed. Like on time, this thing needs to be clean. We need to check the tires. Like, and if you're not going to be like, well, yeah, it needs an oil change, but we're just going to put it back out on the road and see what happens and run it into the ground, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. And you have to think of yourself as the most valuable asset in this business. Like you can't have a service-based coaching business and not be the most valuable asset. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what are you going to do <laughs> when you need time, right? You're going to take it. What are you going to do? You're going to fill your own cup up. You're going to give your truck gas or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's just a good way to think about it is like, I'm the most valuable asset in this business and then to treat it like that. So in other words, I think that sometimes we think like, how do I want to say it? Like, oh, I'm lucky to be getting this self-care time. And I guess I just like, you know, I'm going to do this thing for me. But I want you to think about like anything you do for you is something you're also doing for your business. Does that make sense? This is such an important point that I want to underscore here, which is that anything you do for you is also for your business. I just have this like deep desire to completely do away with this idea of us having to choose between us and the business. Or like if we do something for ourselves, we feel like we're inherently taking away from the business or taking away an opportunity in the business. And it just could not be further from the truth. When you are the most important asset in your business, with which most of us small business owners are, then anything you do for you can only and ever benefit your business. It is impossible to put yourself and your needs on the back burner for so long and create real lasting success that actually feels like success, right? Certainly you can hustle your way to results. Don't get me wrong. And again, I'm not like against the hustle, but you don't have to. You can take care of yourself along the way as the most important asset in your business and your business can only and ever grow from that. So if you're listening, this is full permission to take time for you to do the mindset work, to take care of you because those are the difference makers in your business. Those are the things that make you work faster, better, smarter, with more clarity, with more creativity. I could go on and on, but anything you do for you is also for your business. So please don't forget that. Yeah. And I've definitely realized that like, cause I could, you know, I get, I'm, it's routine. I'm so used to waking up and business and, you know, doing all the things, but if I'm keep putting my self care off, even if it's 30 minutes a day, like I'm not showing up as best as I can. I'm just showing up because I, I do it, you know? So it's really making the time for it. Totally. I love that. So good. And you know, I think one other thing that I just want to underscore here and, and just like have as a reminder kind of Uh, that you can sort of like take in and integrate, which is like, it's crazy how fast things shift. Yeah. So like, right, like uh, two weeks ago, it was like, oh my God, like I don't even know what my priorities are and I'm not even showing up for myself. A week later, it's like my mindset is entirely different. A week after that, it's like, and I booked, I think you even said six calls for the week, right? Like, yeah. it's like just so crazy. And that was like in a two week time span. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right by pointing that out because when you're sitting in it and like, you keep thinking about like, well, reality is I haven't booked anyone. It's like, it feels so long, but like, once you actually do the work, make it consistent, it's a habit and it all feels good. Like it, it, you know, it was a week, it was two weeks. That's fast. 
Yeah. I mean, and this is the illustration, right? Of like, that's why letting it be easy and sticking to the thing is the, is the thing. Cause when I do it, it's freaking fast. And when I don't, it feels like forever because it feels so arduous. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just a good reminder that like, oh, wow. So anytime I get off track in the future, because of course it's going to happen because it happens to all of us. Mm -hmm. I can get back on track very quickly and I can be producing results a week from now, two weeks from now. Like it's nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good reminder. And if I don't get off track for a while, imagine what's possible then. Like it's just sort of playing with these things in our in our minds where it makes it feel easy. Does that feel true or make sense? Yeah, that's powerful because I mean, even though it was only a couple weeks, you're right. Like if I'm staying on top of it, like I could just imagine the results. I started this episode off by saying that this is the episode that just is the reminder that things can happen and shift so quickly. And I just want to say that one more time here. Like, you know, I think anytime we're in a process, no matter what it is, like if it's weight loss or going for that promotion or building that business or whatever, right? When we're in it, it can feel like it's taking forever. And when we look back, it feels like a blink of an eye. And so when we're in those two weeks where things feel messy, we feel like we're never, ever, ever going to get out of it. It feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and it's just going to, you know, be messy and not results oriented forever. And then we take some time, we get out of our own way, we commit to the mindset work, we refocus and suddenly the calls are coming, things are happening, things feel easier. And what I just want to remind everyone is that that is how fast things can happen. That is how fast things can shift when you stay in the process. You can open your eyes and two weeks can feel like a lifetime, but you gotta stay in the process. And that's the difference here. And that's what Monica really did, right? Is instead of running to the next shiny object or something else, or you know, getting off the path completely, she saw like, oh yeah, what happens is I get in my own way and what happens is I need to get out of it to create bigger and better results. And that's all she did. And then what, in 24 hours, all these calls are flowing in. So if you're feeling stuck in your business, just remember that it's just a moment in time and that when you stay committed and when you do your own work, it is so easy to make things shift and it can happen so, so fast. Beautiful. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about your calls. Tell me a little bit about that. Okay. So I have had three calls already this week. None have converted. One, um, was a girl that I know, um, she's helping her husband's business right off the bat. She's like, I don't have money, but I need help. So I was like, let me just help you, you know, get some more clients. And so I didn't even pitch to her after that. I was just like, go and like, just land some clients. Um, the other two have said not yet. And so I definitely think like, especially coming off the weekend, I was like, I just need five calls. And so it was like, get the calls, get the calls. But now it's like, okay, I need to get the calls, but I need to actually like convert them. So I need to focus on like that process too. So I kind of feel like I maybe haven't spent enough time being like, okay, how am I going to like funnel them down into the next step? Totally. So I'll say two things. One is I want you to not give yourself a hard time here, (laughs) which is so, so hard to do. I get it. But what I mean is like, you don't know until you know, like, and this is how business has to go. And you know this, right. But it's like, when would you have done that? When would you have been like, oh, what's my conversion tactics? You haven't even been having calls. Yeah. You have to realize that at each new 
piece of your business, you're going to have a new challenge point. Like remember when the challenge point felt like, oh my God, how do I even put out content? Then the challenge point becomes, oh my God, how do I even book these calls? Then the challenge point becomes, oh my God, how do I even convert these calls? But if you can see it as like, wait, I have a new problem and that's freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the win. Like bringing new problems or I don't even like the word problem, but bringing new challenges or new opportunities to the table is the best win you can have in business, right? If you have no opportunities or challenges, then you're not growing. Yeah, and if I you have that. the same one all the time, then you're stuck, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I want you to see this as a really positive thing. The positive piece is like, now I know how to get calls and I actually am reminded that it's easy. Imagine if I made conversions easy and focused on that, like, holy crap, right? Yeah. So. I think we're often trying to get to this place in our business where it was like, oh, then I got the calls and then it all went perfect. And then if it didn't go perfect, I wasn't prepared. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, no, no. Like I'm always going to have this new challenge point if I'm growing. Yeah. And that's good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. Right. Yeah. So I think, um, tell me a little bit more just, um, perspective wise about like, what do you think? Like, Were you kind of not even trying to convert? Do you feel like you tried and it just felt uncomfortable or what kind of comes up there? Like, to be honest, I feel like it really wasn't a priority. Like I was like, yay, call, like, let me give them value and like help them. And then at the end, like switching to the, the, like selling, you know, selling them to the visibility, uh, intensive was fine. Like I wasn't like scared, felt weird, but I, like it wasn't really my, like I knew I had to do it. It wasn't my plan going in. My plan was like, let's get them, like, let's master their message. Let's, you know, help them walk away and they can attract clients, that kind of thing. So I think it really just wasn't my focus. Totally. I mean, I think that, um, two things I'll say there. One is like, that's okay. If that makes sense. Right. Like, again, like sometimes some stuff, it it can be just for practice. Yeah. Um, do you want to change that moving forward? Absolutely. Is it okay that sometimes it's like, I just have to get on this call. I can't even like bring all of that to it right at this moment. Yeah. yeah. That's okay too. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I often think back to like my other companies um, because you always make me, you know, connected and, and realize that it's really not that different. And so when I was first starting out and even like a couple years ago, I would go on estimates that I knew I didn't want, like for, you know, a big commercial commercial space where I knew we couldn't do it, but I just wanted the experience. I just wanted to see what it's all about. So, so that, that really does make sense. Is that like, you know, okay, I've, you know, gotten the experience I'm doing it. And it's not necessarily wrong that, you know, pitching the next thing wasn't a priority, but it's something to realize now. Exactly. It's what gives you the perspective of like, oh, I could keep getting on these and it would feel good. But if I'm not pitching or like really focusing on the next Mm -hmm. step, it doesn't really serve me. So I'm going to do the thing that serves me. Right. Yeah. So tell me, like you said, one was a no and two were kind of like not yet. Say a little bit more about like, what is, what is, what were those specific reasons? Oh, and so that's another thing. Like, I don't really press into it much. I'm Mm, not like, well, why, you know? So it was like, well, not yet. Like I just, you know, I want to think about it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like totally fine. Um, The other one was she was giving a proposal for a client. And so she was like, if I land this client, like I'll come back and for sure buy it. But she was like, I just can't do it right now. 
So I didn't really press on either. I was just like, okay, like, yeah, no problem. Okay. So I am obsessed with this conversation because I think that it's just such an easy thing for us to do is like, as coaches, we like try to pull people out of their story all the time. And then when it comes to sales, we just like get right on in their story with them. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the reason that's a great conversation and a great way to look at it is because you actually do know how to pull people out of their story. You just have to remember that it's the same conversation here. Okay. Instead of being like, oh, but this is where I don't say anything. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. This is like the off limits thing. And it's really like, no, 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 this is just the same thing. Like if I'm just making this up, but like if somebody was already your client and they were like, you know, totally in a position where it was time for them to hire their first team member and they kept saying, not yet, not yet, not yet. You wouldn't be like, okay. Yeah. Right. You'd be like, let's dive into this. Like, what does not yet mean? What's really going on here for you? Like what's truly coming up? What's keeping you from making this investment? Like, I'm just making those questions up, but like you'd want to dive into all that. Right. Yeah. That's such a good point because I'm like, you know, before like working with previous coaches, I got a script or it was like, I could never tell somebody like, don't go ask your spouse. Like I like, you know, like, so it's like, I'm, I'm totally on like the other side now where I'm like, oh, I'm not even going to touch it, but you're right. It's like, you can do something, not just do nothing, but you don't also have to be the person that's going to say like, sell your house to hire me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, two things I'll say to that. One is, um, I have, um, in value centered sales, like a whole objections module. And I do like a lot of, um, example objections and there's a lot of videos on like, here's how I would overcome this one. Here's how I'd mm-hmm. overcome this one. So I'll link that up for you. Okay. Um, let me just make myself a little know that. So I'll link that up for you and you can dive into that, but let, but let's talk through some of it right now. Okay. Um, But I think that one tenant that I would say I think is really useful here because you, you just gave like so many things that I think, you know, are are so not working in our industry, which is like scripts. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because like, why are we going to script out like this personal experience we're selling? So in other words, we just Mm -hmm. had this like beautiful call. We gave them personalized help. We're selling personalized help, but we're going to basically turn into a robot for the 15 minutes where we can, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like nothing about that's congruent. <laughs> and that's why it feels bad to you. And quite, quite honestly, that's why it would feel bad to be on the other side of that. Because it was like, oh, you just kind of like vacated your your body, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the second thing is, you know, because the the go sell your house or whatever bit that is. And I, I, I laugh because like, you're probably not actually kidding. Like I've heard really crazy <laughs> examples around that, but is solving the wrong problem. Yeah. Like the problem isn't how do I get the money? I think that most people in this space, if they're starting their own business are resourceful enough to figure that out if they want to. Right. The real question is, do I trust myself enough to show up for this? And do I believe this is the thing that's going to get me the result I want? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. If both of those are true, it's an, I'm going to buy every time. (laughs) Yeah. If one or both of those aren't true, I'm going to have an objection. 
think about sales in a very different way than almost anyone in our industry does or teaches. And you will get to see that probably over some of our next sessions as we dive deeper into Monica's conversions and sales process. But the, the thing I really want to underscore here is that if someone's not buying, it's almost never, ever, ever because of the surface level objection that they're presenting. It's for one of two reasons. It's either because they don't believe it's the right fit, like it's not the right program for them, or it's because they just fundamentally do not trust themselves. Whether it's that they don't trust themselves to make the right decision or show up or actually do the work or whatever it is, but it's only ever one of those two things because if I fully trust myself to show up, if I fully trust that I'm gonna do the work of this and I fully believe that this is the right program for me and that it's gonna get me results, there would never be a reason not to buy. It would be a complete no-brainer, right? And so if I'm not buying, if I'm getting objections, it's because one of those things is off. And so when you can actually start having that real conversation instead of all the surface level stuff, your sales game will completely change. Yeah. And you know what the easiest objection in the world is? Mm -hmm. Money. Yeah. And just hearing you talk about that, like I know the first one that said like, not yet, it's definitely trusting herself to show up because that was like a part of the conversation and that's a part of her struggle. So just, just me like seeing that it's like, Oh wow. Like that's an objection that I could have totally talked about. Absolutely. So I have this rule and like, this doesn't have to be your rule at all, but I'll just tell you for me and you tell me if it resonates for you. Mm -hmm. But I basically have a rule that I'm like really not available to talk about money. (laughs) Okay. And that sounds really bitchy. And it's not. Because what I know to be true is that the, there's almost always an underlying piece of it. And that's the conversation I want to have. It's sort of like as a coach, like I'm really like unwilling to run from problem to problem to problem to, pro- to made up problem with people. Mm-hmm. Because it's not the underlying issue, right? <laughs> okay. I love like, that. It'd be like us having a whole um, coaching call about your pink wall and if we should paint it white. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's staying pink, but yeah. right, like hashtag not here for that, right? And neither do, <laughs> nor do you want me to be here for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And so we kind of have to apply the same thing to sales, which is like, why are we going to have a whole conversation about like how you could get the money and should you take out a credit card when when that's not even the problem? Yeah, the problem is I am scared shitless to show up to say I'm going to show up for myself because maybe I haven't in the past. Maybe I don't trust myself. Maybe I don't believe it's going to work. Maybe Mm -hmm. I think it's not meant for me. I mean, I could go on and on. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the problem. But like, again, like let's, let's take that a step further. If I fully trusted myself to show up and I fully believed that this was the thing, the thing that was going to get me results and skyrocket my business, I'd find the money. Yeah. And I love that you said, yeah, I love that you said that you don't talk about the money because it's like, it's kind of like, you know, that's not our business to be like, well, yeah, go get it. Like, and you don't want to be one of those coaches with the reputation that's like sell all your stuff, but you're totally right that there is an underlying issue. And whether that is, you know, maybe she doesn't have the money right now or all those trust issues or, you know, not believing in herself, but it's like thinking about the underlying issue first and talking about that. And that's something I never thought of. Totally. Because that's what I can help you solve, right? Like I can't help you go get a loan out from a bank like that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to be here for what I can solve. The other thing 
And again, like feel free to take it or leave it. I'm just trying to illustrate like how you can kind of create your own values in the sales process. But for me, like I really value having clients that are resourceful. Okay. And so for whether that means like they're going to Google to look something up or they're really like going to plow through getting stuck on something or whatever, like resourcefulness is a huge value I have in clients, right? Mm -hmm. So it would go against that value stance of like me having to walk you through, have you thought about how to get a credit card application? Like, (laughs) like if you, if you want it and you're resourceful and you'll figure that piece out. And I don't mean like, how bad do you want it kind of bullshit? But what I mean is like, that's just not where you need my help. Does that make sense? Yeah, a hundred percent. And if you do, then we might not be a good match because you may not be in that resourceful place right now. Does that feel true? Does that make sense? Yeah, super true. Like that, it all, it all makes sense. So like what I always want to be about is having the, the real or deeper conversation of like, what's the thing underneath all the things on top of like money, time, readiness, all that, right? Yeah. So for example, um, or for instance, the second call that she was like, well, not yet. Like, you know, she was um, sending out a proposal and this and that. Like, what would you do in that sense? Because it's not like, you know, she's from what I'm getting from her, she's like hoping that there's going to be money coming in. And so how would you approach that? Or what would you say? So I always will acknowledge the money, if that makes sense. So I'll acknowledge like, hey, I I totally hear you. This is a really big step. And it's a big investment. And sometimes it feels infinitely more comfortable to have the money before we spend it. But also, Mm -hmm. what I know to be true is that in business, sometimes we have to look at it as an investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So okay. here's here's just a, a, a way that I usually like to speak about the investment piece. And you can think about what this is for you because I'm sure you have this example. But like, <clears throat> I like to tell a personal story because I never okay. want anyone to feel like attacked in my overcoming their objection. Like, let me tell you how you need to think about it differently, right? Like, that's tough. Yeah. So I usually tell this story and I'll say like, you know, here, here's how I think about it. Here's a story I have from, from my family. And I'll tell a story about how um, my grandfather owned a bunch of businesses. And what he did in that time was he went to the bank, he took out a big fucking loan <laughs> and he worked his ass off for a few years until it paid off. And that's how he built businesses. <laughs> yeah. And, and up until recently, when all the entry barriers went away in the online space, which we're so lucky for, That was how everyone built businesses. (laughs) You invested first. That's why there was so much belief required. And that's why less people did it. Yeah. And so I usually just kind of tell that story of like, this is how I think about it. This is how I think business has changed. But I still believe that like, you know, investing to get that result that you want. Like if you want the big result, so to speak, then sometimes Mm -hmm. you do have to take the risk of making an investment. Um, and then I would yeah. say like, how, how does that feel for you? What feels true for you around that? Yeah. And then you're just getting to have a conversation. Like I'm not trying to convince you. Like if you say like nothing about that feels true for me, I'm completely unavailable in any way, shape or form to think about it as an investment. Beautiful. We just might not be the right fit. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. If they're like, wow, that's like really interesting. Like, let me think about that more. Or or here's what's coming up for me. Then we're having a real conversation, right? Yeah. Um, You know, another piece of that, and I think that you'll really resonate with this, um, that I really try to remember is that most people in their life are not giving them that permission. Right. So they're not going to get off that phone with you and then go to their best friend or their husband or whatever. And they're going to be like, no, 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 go call her back and pay her. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, wait, let me get this straight. You want to pay some chick online that you've never met a bunch of money to have like a video call with her. <laughs> nah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. So if you're not kind of taking a stand for it, assume that nobody is. (laughs) Like, assume nobody's giving them that permission. So why I like to tell that story about my grandfather is because I really feel like it opens a a door of permission for them to be like, wait, I never thought about it like that. Like, I do have permission to look at my business as an investment. Yeah. And if you don't, you're kind of, they're looking up to you, right? That's why they're getting on a phone call with you. They value your opinion and they look up to you. And so if you don't do that, unfortunately, and I I hate to put this pressure on, but it's true. You just like co-signed all their bullshit and now it's even more reinforced. You're right. I should totally get a client before I ever hire anyone. Monica said. Yeah. Oh, I never thought about it like that. You know, and it doesn't mean we ha- we're always going to get them out of their bullshit or that, um, you know, that we have to change everyone's mind about everything. But if you don't try, you're just reinforcing it so much more deeply. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, put this into context and let's, like, let's even just, like, play with one of them. Like, what would come up for you in a, in a different situation on one of these calls? Like, what would you want to ask? What would you want to say? Like, I think the first one that said not yet is because a lot of our conversation um, before we actually booked the call, because we were talking, we were messaging each other, was like her, you know, not knowing how to do something or like, like not, not trusting herself basically to do the things, even though she knows what to do, but she's just not doing it. And so I think if I would have acknowledged that more besides like, yeah, let's just, you know, let's get it done. Let's help you do this. Now you have something that you feel good with, like her message and she's excited and all of that. But then when she said, no, it was like, I totally forgot that it's because she doesn't trust herself to like show up and actually do the work because she's, you know, scared or nervous or overwhelmed. I just didn't even go mm-hmm. there. Yeah. totally. And that would have been, yeah, that would have been such, you know, an easy conversation, whether she still said no, like, I think it would have been a conversation that would have done both of us justice. Like she probably doesn't even realize how, how fast she goes back to that mentality of like, oh, I can't possibly like trust myself to do all of that. Totally. Because our brains are fickle, crazy little things. And what they'll do, right, is they'll go, yeah, yeah, I know you didn't trust yourself before, but this time definitely don't fucking trust yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Right? We can't even see that we're doing it, right? Yeah. And like like now, like me and you having this conversation, I recognize it so much, especially in that one call. And didn't even think anything about it. So I'm excited to like have these points of reference and like, you know, just thinking underneath the money issue or underneath the not yet, like what is that thing that they're holding back like themselves? 
I truly do have a rule for myself that I never talk about money. <laughs> not that I don't acknowledge that it's a big investment or acknowledge their objection, but it's not the objection that I talk about because it's not the real objection like we just talked about before. You have to speak to the objection under the surface level objection to really start having a real conversation with someone, which is just like in coaching, right? Like you've seen in these six episodes so far that most of the time Monica thinks she's having an issue, there's a deeper issue under it. It's because she's not believing or trusting in herself or because something's feeling off, right? It's usually never whatever because like content's hard or something like that, right? So we can't do that work in coaching and then not apply it to sales because most of the time we're not acting from this super logical place of like, well, I just don't have the time. We're acting from a place of fear and a lack of self-trust. And so when you as a salesperson can get to that conversation and speak to the objection under the objection, you just opened a whole new world of them feeling seen, heard, and understood, and you actually being able to tackle the real problem. So again, I think about sales very differently than most people, and this might be totally new information to you, but I promise it's so helpful, it's so relevant, and it will change how you do sales. I wanna say two things here. One is, I think that you should go back and message her and okay. just be super transparent. Hey, like I was processing this, I was thinking about it more. And like what really comes up for me is that I think that you're you're still really stuck in this place of not feeling like you can trust yourself. Does that feel true for you? And if so, can I support you in that? Mm, yeah. And she's either gonna be like, oh my God, you read my mind, thank you. Or she's gonna be like, no. And then you're like, cool. <laughs> Noted. Never mind. Right? You know what I mean? But like nine times out of ten, she's gonna be like, oh my God, you read my mind. And so the second thing I want to say is that what I have found to be true is that when you make sales from this way, i.e. really congruent to who you are as a coach and service provider, mm -hmm. people are so much more likely to hire you for that reason. Like I've had so many people hire me because I walked them through their objection and they were like, I was a yes to you before but I wasn't sure. And then when you like sat with me through all that, I knew I had to work with you. Okay. Because that's really you showing them like, this is what coaching looks like. So you're bringing all your icky, ucky money and self-trust shit to the table. And I'm willing to sit with you in it and walk through it mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. like, I'm either going to totally unacknowledge your feelings and follow a script and tell you to sell your wedding ring. Yeah. <laughs> Or I'm going to be like, okay, thanks. Bye. Talk to you later. Let me know. Yeah. Right. And we want to not be on either side of that mm -hmm. spectrum because we want them to know, like, I am here for this. Right. Yeah. That's just, it's ringing so true. And it's like, I think that, you know, the first example is so funny. Like, I'm not going to tell you to go in debt and sell stuff, but it's like the other one. And that's the one I'm doing is so funny too, because when you put it like that, it's like, are you really doing that? Like, you're just piecing out. Like, that's it. Well, the way I try to think about it, because, okay, so let me give you two, two examples. So I totally have been a peace out person <laughs> and I'll tell you what changed all that for me. Okay. So I did that on a call, just was like, cool, have a good day. Bye. I didn't even pitch or whatever. I think similar to what you said, she might've mentioned a money issue. So I like didn't even pitch. Right. Yeah. I got an email from her two days later and she said, Hey, I'm just reaching out because I've been thinking about this for two days and I just like need to get it to get it 
clear in my mind. But like, do you think I'm too fucked up to help? Is that why you didn't ask me to work with you? Oh, and I was like, gutted, right? Like, I mean, I just like sat at my computer and had like, you know, tears streaming down my face because I was like, oh my God, like Mm -hmm. me not being willing to stand in my power made her feel like that. Like never again. Yeah. And, and so that was just such a beautiful shifting reflection. But what I, what I took away from that is that either way, whether I'm not asking them or I'm like pushing them to do all these crazy things, I'm taking away their power. Yeah. The only way I can hold them in their power is to make the offer and let them know that like, I'm here to process it for you, but ultimately it's your choice, right? Yeah. And when you keep someone in their power like that, they're not hiring you because of what you said. They're hiring you because they felt powerful on a call with you and they want more of that. (laughs) Okay. Right? Yeah. I love that. They're like, wait, I can't remember what Monica said about her bonus, but I felt fucking on fire after that call. So like take my money, right? Yeah, Yeah, I love that. So all of this is just like you kind of being willing to like keep your coach hat on and dive a little deeper and continue the conversation and almost like take yourself out of it, right? So the reason we tend to shy away around money is because it feels so like it has to do with us. Yeah. Right? And if you can be like, let me just pretend this has nothing to do with me. Like, let's say we're talking about like her hiring a VA. (laughs) What questions would I have? And obviously we can get way more specific and I'll share those, those videos with you. But is this like, and here's a really important question. Is this feeling in alignment? Is this feeling like it makes sense? And don't hesitate to be like, yes, but, or kind of, and. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, that was I'm, a question for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm just glad we're having this conversation because I have two calls tomorrow and it's like <laughs> I am like soaking it all in and it's just like putting me into that call in a totally different mindset. And it's not it's not like going about it, you know, in you know, the bad kind of sleazy way. It's like in order for me to help you a bit more, like I just want to uncover that a little bit more. And regardless if it's still a no, just to you know, like you said, it's like stand in the power and and make them feel more powerful. And I'm just so excited. (laughs) Totally. And here's another useful context to bring to the call is you're picking them as much as they're picking you. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, um, I love to coach through objections because it really shows me if a client is ready for our work. Okay. Meaning like if I'm like, okay, so it sounds like you're maybe like not fully trusting yourself here. Does that feel true? And they're like, gosh, I don't know. Let me think about that. Yeah, kind of. Let's talk about that. And they're available for that conversation. I'm like, we would do good work together. Yeah. If they're like, no, I just like literally don't have the money and don't want to talk about it. Okay. I'm like, okay, (laughs) totally fine. But I also can see how like, I would drive you bananas as a coach when I wanted to talk about mindset all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. You would hate me. (laughs) So, so that's a good filter too. So if you can kind of go in with that, like, of course, I'm going to have this conversation, not only because it's completely in service of them, but also because it's really going to help me see if they're the right fit for me. Then it just feels like, well, it's such a win-win. Like, why would I not do it? Yeah. Um, now, it doesn't mean you're not going to 
freak out every now and then or be like, oh, I should have pitched there and I didn't. But like, that's okay. As long as you're creating forward momentum on this, like this is all just good practice. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I'm like, I'm looking forward to like practicing it and getting it in a way that feels good. Cause I'm sure the first few times it's going to be like, uh, like, you know, it's like just the first few calls and all of that all over again. But I mean, to have something to follow that feels good, it makes sense, but it's not just like for me pitching, it's more, it's for them too. I'm, I'm excited to get really good at this. I think there's just such a powerful piece here of figuring out what's true for you and applying that to your sales process. If you figure out how you coach and what your values are and then apply that to your sales process, your sales conversations, everything will change, not only in how you're getting the sale, but the fact that you're gonna keep the sale on the back end because you were so congruent from the beginning. When you try to be someone else in the sales process or on the sales call, and then they have a different experience with you as a service provider, I promise there will always, always, always be friction there. Not to mention, when you try to be someone else in the sales process, you'll experience a ton of friction. So often when we're following scripts or we haven't applied our way of coaching and our values to the sales process, it's always feeling off for us. We're always feeling incongruent and then we're wondering why it's hard to make sales. Well, sales should feel easy, quite honestly, when you apply what you're good at and how you show up and what your values are to it. Sales will always feel really hard if you're trying to fit into a box that isn't yours and you're trying to follow someone else's way or their script. So what I'm trying to do here is help Monica figure out what's true for you. What's actually feeling most resonant with you? Now, of course, because her values and mine align, it's one of the reasons we decided to work together. Um, It's likely that there will be many things that overlap for both of us here, but ultimately, finding your way to do it is going to be the key in feeling congruent and good while you're doing it, finding ease in it, and having happy clients both during and after you make the sale. Totally. So so I think another thing that I want to mention to you that's really important is that you had not all objections and no no's. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm not ready. I don't have the money. I don't know if it's the right time. I'm getting a client and then I'll come back. Like, all of those were like, I want to work with you. <laughs> yeah. And so that's really important to remember, too, because that's when it feels like, wait, so there's really something to this thing. If everyone actually wants to work with me because I'm giving them such a great call, and then I can walk them through both their objection and giving them permission to invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this would work so well. <laughs> oh, you're getting me so excited. <laughs> right? Like, oh my God, this would work so well. Like, here's a crappy place to be. Having a bunch of people say just flat out, no, you're not the right fit. <laughs> yeah. Listen, that's something to work through too. And and we don't want to make that wrong, but I just want to illustrate that like you're in a really good position here. Okay. Thank you. Right. Nobody's like not loving your coaching. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And, and I mean, the fact that I didn't really like this whole other angle you're giving me, but then that I wasn't even touching the subject. Like I'm just so much more excited because it's like, I've got, you know, I've got a lot to learn and a lot to practice myself, but it's like, I didn't even do it. So I'm not even like, I don't even know what the outcome would have been with those other people. So even like following up with them, I'm just excited to have, you know, this in my back pocket to, to help myself, but then also help them. Totally. So I think that's, that's the last piece I really want to talk about here 
is how are you going to go follow up with all of these people? Because I really want you to do that, literally, even if it's just for practice, if, okay. if that's the way you want to frame it in your mind, right? Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, would you recommend just messaging them or actually trying to get them on another call? Like, I feel like that would be like, hey, jump another call just so I can <laughs> talk to you about your objections or like, like a follow-up message and then try to like get there doing that. So a couple of things. I think one is if you already feel like you kind of know what the thing is, like, you know, the one where you're like, I know it's for self-trust. Okay. You can just like very like beautifully and lovingly go in with that. Like, hey, I was thinking about this and here's what I'm seeing coming up for you. Does this still true? And can I support you in it? Yeah. Beautiful. See where she goes from there. She's like, oh my gosh, yes, that really does feel true. And I really could use some support. Get on a call. Yeah. For the other ones, do you feel like you have a similar idea or are you like, I didn't even get far enough there to know, so I'm not sure? Um, honestly, with the first one, that's that's like the girl that I know. I I mean, like I like I'm all about practicing and I and I would definitely be like, hey, and I, I just feel bad like knowing that like they have a family and she's like struggling to pay her bills. And so and I know that like if they want it that bad, they would find it. But I kind of just feel bad even asking her. Well, here's a good way to think about it. Cause I don't even know if it's like a, if they want it that bad, they'd find it. I mean, I know I kind of was alluding to like that, but what I mean is like, if they're, if they want to make a decision, they can figure it out, I guess is how I want to say it. So it's not to say that someone wants it or doesn't want it. I think that we right? like, does that make sense? But they yeah. are empowered to make a choice. Yeah. So the way I try to think about it is like their money situation is quite literally none of my business because mm-hmm. They're an empowered adult. <laughs> yeah. So it's so funny, right? Because sometimes we feel like we have no control. Like, oh my God, how would I ever get someone to say yes to me? I have no control. And then sometimes we're like, oh my God, I would get this mom who doesn't have money <laughs> to say yes to me. And I would manipulate her. And just, like, all I would have to do is ask. And then she would feel awful. And Like, it's just funny how we, how we kind of bounce, right? I yeah. totally have done that. And so it's almost like you have to, completely take the money situation out because they're an empowered adult on the other end that can make the best decision for them. If financially, it really doesn't make sense. Certainly it doesn't mean they don't want it, but they get to decide. If financially, it maybe still feels like a crazy investment, but they've, as an empowered adult, they've decided that it's worth it. Mm -hmm. They get to decide that, right? Like when I hired my first coach, I absolutely did not have the money. And if she, if I had told her that, and then she was like, well, yeah, we're just not the right fit if you Mm-hmm. have to figure that out. Yeah. Like that would have been such a, such a non-starter for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she just had a has to like, had to pretend that like it didn't matter, which it didn't. Right. Like I figured it out. And of course it was like a great investment. Okay. Yeah. So, so you almost just like take that out of the equation. Right. Okay. So it's like, Hey, just want you to know, like, I'm, I'm here for you. I've been thinking about what we talked about. It, I think this might be a challenge point. Does that feel true? If so, let's chat. Like, really just keeping it open for them to step through that door or not, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that feels good. I mean, it makes sense. I just try to, like, always compare it to other businesses, right? But, like, in your, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, cleaning, 
cleaning business, you're not like, well, let me see your bank account first. <laughs> oh, you always know the right things to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm like, sure, you want to buy the service? Like, here's the invoice. Right. You're like, you want me to clean your house? I don't actually care how big it is. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. You're not like, oh, like, you, I don't know if you know, but like your car in the driveway has a dent in it. So you should probably figure that out before <laughs> you hire. Like, it, it's not even a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it's just sort of like taking taking yourself out of that. Another thing that I always try to remember, and this has helped me a ton. So So hopefully this is helpful to you. Nobody's going to feel like they have the money. Okay. I have never made an investment, even when I've made been making great money in my business, where I felt like, oh gosh, I'm so glad this investment opportunity came along because I just had like all this unallocated money sitting here and I had no idea what I was going to do with it. Yeah. No, ain't nobody feel like that. <laughs> right? Yeah. They, it always feels like a stretch. Okay. And that's part of the magic of it too, right? Yeah. That is, is that just sort of like, you know, you, you doing this with me, right? Like everything about it felt like a stretch and that's why there's magic to it. Yeah, totally. You're right. If you were like, oh my God, it's so funny. Cause I've been wanting to like bear my heart and soul for as many people to listen to as possible. Like so happy that you came along, Lace. <laughs> like, right now. Nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you're right. You're totally right. So that that's just these are just good contextual things to bring to it and ways to think about it. Okay. To give yourself permission, right? Yeah. I'm to excited. lean into pitching, to lean into the conversation and to not um kind of like make up these stories like, oh, you know, I should be only finding people that have the money sitting in their bank account or if they say it's a stretch then that means it's bad or whatever, right? Yeah. So good. I'm so excited for you. And I think like, it's just so cool. Like, so like, just look at how much further down the path you are. Right. So like now I know how to put out content. I know how to show up consistently. I know how to get people on calls. I know what my message is. I know how to convey that message. I know how to, um, well, I went out of order. I know how to book the calls though. And so if I add this last piece in Mm -hmm. where now I know how to convert the calls, I haven't, I have a, an unstoppable sales process. Oh, I'm so excited. And it's so funny because I think a lot of times we think the client is the win. Mm-hmm. And what I always try to remember is like the money and the clients are not my win. The fact that I know how to make sales with a replicable process is my win. Like that's my power. Yeah, exactly. Right. When you get random clients and you feel like you don't even know how they came to you, like it feels good for a minute to get the client, but mm-hmm. and not that good. When you feel like, I always know how to make sales and my whole process works now. And it doesn't mean I don't test and tweak it, but it just works. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm that is the most powerful place to be. Right. This is something I truly cannot say enough. So I want to underscore it here one more time. Your power is not in getting a client, right? It's in knowing how to do it again and again and again with a replicable sales process. Getting one client, getting two clients, getting three clients can feel great, but if you still aren't sure how you did that, it really doesn't do that much for you. (laughs) 
But if you're building a process, even if it takes more time that can give you a client again and again and again, it is so worth it because that's where your power lies. The reason I feel safe and centered and grounded and powerful and certain in my business is because I know my sales process and I know how to replicate it and I know how to work it over and over. It's not because I have 10 clients or whatever, right? It's because I know my sales process and I know how to work it. That is when you start to feel that anxiety lesson, that clarity, that certainty come through in your business. So just remember, your power isn't in getting that one client, but it's about knowing how to do it again and again and creating a process that fits you and fits your audience to make that happen. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I have like a full page of notes. I can't wait to dive in and just like revamp my whiteboard and get some inspiration and jump on these calls tomorrow. And I can't wait to see how it goes. I love that revamp my whiteboard. That feels so like, ah, like (laughs) I love doing that. Um, Okay. So, so for homework, follow up with the previous calls, right? Feel free to send me emails to look, uh, to give feedback on or whatever support you need with like kind of getting that out there. Um, and then I'll link you up for to some of the value centered sales videos. Okay. Perfect. And you can dive into those. And then otherwise, like rinse and repeat, like keep keep getting these calls. I know you already have a couple booked for next week. So kind of just like stay in this process because you're right there, right? Like you get that conversion at the end and now you have it all happening, right? Yeah. Okay. I can't wait. Yay. Amazing. So proud of you. So proud of you for diving into that mindset work and coming back. And like, I just, I really want to give you credit for that. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right, my dear, keep me posted in Basecamp and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Literally. I am so grateful to you for being part of our journey. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you for listening. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated.